0: and attempts to keep this series going on introducing you and your family to a new fruit and vegetable each and every month. We kicked this series off for February with episode 103, where we talked about cabbage as an awesome option to introduce and expose your kids to some of the ways that you can shop for, pick, and offer that up in your family. And in today's episode, we're going to feature the fruit of the month. And I think that this tees up quite nicely to the episode that we had on Monday about whether or not your child needs a multivitamin, because at the time of this recording, one of my children is home with strep throat. And this is the second time they've had strep throat this season. So clearly their immunity is not up to par. But often when this kind of thing happens in my family or I know in a lot of the families of those that I work with, We're looking to see, do we need to up the amount of vitamin C in my kid's diet? Are they getting the nutrition they need to help support a healthy immune system? And all these questions can really come front and center in our lives. And so even though I would say that this child, I think this is simply for her, not necessarily nutritional, I think it is important that we highlight how vitamin C plays a role in the diet and some of the places that we can get it through things like the fruit of the month this month. and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. One of the number one things that I hear that you want more of is ideas on how to incorporate variety. So that's really at the root of where these monthly episode series come from in terms of helping you think of new seasonal ideas. Not only are these items going to be picked at their peak and a more nutritionally prime time to be buying them, but the fruits and vegetables of the month that we're going to be featuring each month are also going to be more affordable because you're more likely to find them on sale, find them available, and see them as a more economic way to incorporate a new fruit or vegetable into the diet. So I'm really excited to talk today about kiwi. That's our Fruit of the Month for February. And while I think for some families, maybe you've never introduced your kid to kiwi, maybe you're even unfamiliar with kiwi, some families may be, you know, they may be a common stay, but I think it's a great option for us, especially as I mentioned in the introduction, as we look at boosting vitamin C intake in kids and some of the food first approaches that we can take outside of just immediately thinking about oranges or orange juice. So we're going to dive into kiwis and everything you need to know about picking them, purchasing them, storing them, serving them, all the ways to help expose your kids to them and nutritionally some of the reasons why it's worth it to even consider doing so. But first, I want to go ahead and read to y'all the review of the week. If you haven't left me a question at veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash ask, you can leave me a message there anytime that I would love to answer on the show. If you haven't asked me a question, I ask that maybe you might leave me a review, because that tells me that most of your questions are getting answered, and hopefully this podcast is one of the primary tools that you're relying on and learning to come to and trust as a credible source of information on how to feed your family healthier and easier. So if you don't have any pressing questions right now, consider maybe taking a quick minute to scroll down on Apple podcast. All you have to do is scroll to the bottom. You'll see where the little star buttons are. You can tap five stars and then you can leave a quick little snippet about what this podcast means to you. These encourage me more than I can ever express and so I just want to thank each of you who has taken the time to do so. Specifically today, the user Brown Fam of 4. She shared five stars, wonderful information. I've only been listening for a couple weeks now. I enjoy hearing the practical ideas and suggestions she brings on each episode. I'm so glad my friend shared this with me. If you need some encouragement with things like being a mom, the stress of figuring out what to cook, this is a wonderful podcast to listen to, no matter what you happen to be doing at the time. So thank you so much, especially as a new listener to always already be such a special part of this community that you're taking the time to leave a review. This helps me reach more families, as does when you all share this with your friends. If there is an episode that you think is impactful or that comes up in conversation with a friend, you can always just copy the link and text it over to them or just in natural, easy organic conversation anytime that you can share the Veggies and Virtue podcast with someone or help me to reach more people with the podcast by leaving a rating and review means so, so much to me. So with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into the content for today, talking about all things kiwi. All right, now funny enough, probably my first memory with kiwi is I literally made a pet kiwi when I was little. I don't know if it was in our itch to get a dog when I was little, but I remember I could visually still describe to you this paper house I made for this pet kiwi, and I had this pet kiwi until it spoiled. So kind of a funny memory for me to think back on as one of my earliest memories with kiwis, but it also reminds me that we had kiwis in the home, or at least my parents let me bring one home from the store when I saw it there, and I share that because I think so often when we're looking at adding variety, we have these really big lofty expectations of not just buying it and preparing it and serving it and having it just go off as a hit from the get-go, but just remembering to take a step back and think about that very simple, innocent exploration of foods that often invites our kids to have an interest in such foods, the way that I did with a kiwi. It may have started out as a pet, but again, the familiarity of just being willing to touch and handle and play and smell and feel a kiwi is tremendous growth and progress for any kid who might be learning to like a kiwi, particularly when it's a fruit that's a little bit different than those they might be used to, specifically with the fuzzy skin on the outside. So today I want to just kind of walk you through what you can do to pick kiwi so you feel more confident when you're shopping for it, you feel a little bit more equipped when you're at the store that you're not wasting money buying a bad one. And then you know what to do with it when you bring it home. Because when we look at kiwis relative to their size, something that a lot of us overlook is that they actually have more vitamin C than oranges. Again, this is relative to their size. So we're looking at the density in the amount that we would eat of it has more vitamin C. And just one kiwi can provide our kids with almost their entire daily dose of vitamin C. When we look at kind of the standard serving or a cup worth or, you know, there's different metrics out there and depending on how much your kid might eat of it, I don't want to focus so much on the quantity of what they would eat, but rather the quality to realize this is a very dense source of vitamin C. So if you're someone who finds yourself wanting to reach for vitamin C packets or add in some OJ or, you know, you're constantly trying to look at ways to optimize the amount of vitamin C in your child's diet, I encourage you to be thinking about how you might be able to introduce and expose them to vitamin C's as an additional source of vitamin C as well as fiber and a lot of other nutrients that often get overlooked or kind of um, looked at in the form of other fruits, but maybe not in the form of kiwi. So when it comes to picking a kiwi, again, if you have a child with you at the grocery store, this can be a really fun fruit to let them help shop for. Just the nature of the kiwi makes it a little bit more novel and interesting to them. And so there are going to be different kinds. There's the traditional kiwi with the green inside that's going to have a furrier outside. And then there's also a golden variety that is going to have um, kind of a smoother it's i guess it's rough but it's not as furry on the outside and so either option you might want to do a taste test we'll get into that talking about you know and offering it a little bit more but either one is a great option depending on the store you're at you might also find kiwi berries they are about the size and the shape of a grape but they're on the inside going to look like a kiwi so again if you have access to them you might consider trying one of those but if this is the first time you've ever, bought or brought home a Kiwi, start out with a small portion. Start out with just a small, inti- not intimidating amount that's not going to make you feel defeated that you spent a bunch of money on something that no one ate, but that's a really approachable volume of this new food variety that you're incorporating into your family. So when you're shopping for a kiwi, think about it very similar to what you would with like a pear or an avocado. This is where we're going to gently give it a little bit of a squeeze to see if it's really firm and hard or if it's begun to soften. Now if it is really hard, you can still purchase it then, just know that you probably won't be wanting to serve it until it's ripened up a little bit. So similar to an avocado or a pear, the taste and the texture is going to vary if it's still less ripe. But when you go up to it, you want to, you know, just gently kind of push the sides, see if it has any give when you gently, you know, squeeze it between your pointer finger and your thumb. And just again, really gently, because if it is really ripe, it's definitely gonna give there. Other ways you can kind of check for its ripeness, depending on if you want it to ripen at home or if you wanna eat it more right away. If you're shopping with your child, it may be a fun exploration activity to buy it that day and try and eat it as quickly thereafter. So you might be wanting to buy one that's a little bit more ripe and ready. Some of the ways that you can check for this is you can smell the kiwi, similar to like a cantaloupe. If you smell the fruit, and it gives off more of a fragrance of kiwi, it's going to be closer to being ripe than say one that still needs a little bit more time to ripen. Otherwise, you just wanna make sure that there's not any bruising. You want the skin to look plump, and not like shriveled, that can kind of mean it's overripe. Then once you've taken the kiwi home, assuming your child doesn't build a house for it, like I did as a young child, then you can store it in a general fruit basket beside the bananas, oranges, apples, whatever else you might be keeping on the counter at room temperature. Just note things like a banana is going to help progress the ripening process faster, just the way if you placed avocados next to banana, It's going to help the avocados ripen but again in a similar way to avocados or pears when you transfer the kiwi to a refrigerator it's going to help slow down that ripening process so once you know that you're about wanting to eat it or that it's getting ripe and you're getting ready to eat it within the next few days Make sure that you're transferring those kiwis to the fridge if you don't want them to continue to progress and how ripe they're getting. And so then you can just store it in the fridge and make sure you're eating it. Just again, watching because as it starts to wither or kind of shrivel up, that's when it's telling you it really needs to be eaten. Now, real quick to mention here, as we kind of talk about the storage and the way to offer it, an easy way to add vitamin C to any smoothie, any homemade popsicle is to add a kiwi. A very common combination would be like a strawberry kiwi, but you can I mean, I've tossed it in even with the peel on at home, but if it does start to shrivel or wither, you can definitely just add the kiwi to the smoothie. However, if you are going to be offering it to eat, there are so many different ways to cut up and offer a kiwi. Now you can actually eat, the peel on it the fuzzy peel or the peel that's on a yellow variety most people tend to prefer not to particularly with the green because the fuzzy texture can kind of leave a funny taste or aftertaste in your mouth so you definitely don't have to but again this is about exploring the food with your child depending on their age and stage and kind of where their mental development is at and you know what really resonates with them in, ter- in terms of being a food explorer I want you to think about it in terms of the steps to eating that I go over often and that I go over in depth within my Meal Times made easy method because this is where we look at Tolerance. We're promoting visual tolerance, which could start as early as let's say the grocery store. We're promoting uh the olfactory tolerance and just the smell of it and the experience. So if you're cutting it and they're beside you and they smell it, you know, can they tolerate the smell of it? Can they tolerate the way that they interact with it? If say maybe they're just holding it in their hand and you're showing them how they can scoop it. If you cut it in half, you can just scoop it right out as if the kiwi peel is a pre-made little bowl your child can eat the peel if they would like they might also not want to which is totally fine but on the smoother yellow varieties often the peel is eaten but you can also eat the entire inner flesh you don't need to scoop out the seeds you don't need to avoid kind of the middle core of sorts the entire inner portion of the kiwi is edible and I know like when we buy um, particularly the golden kiwis but anytime you buy kiwis in the little plastic clamshell, oftentimes they'll give you a little kiwi spoon with it that has A little serrated side on it, and then the little scoop on the other end of it. Again, a fun little novel tool that my kids I know really enjoy that just kind of comes as a free novelty item in those clamshells that you might want to look for. But you know, can your kid interact with it even if they're not eating it? Can they hold that fuzzy or non fuzzy yellow variety kiwi in their hand? And can they use that little serrated knife or a kid safe knife? Again, go to my Amazon shop anytime you want to know my favorite kid safe knives kiwis are one of the best foods to start letting your kids cut because, you know, when we move from a banana and something that's a little less roly-poly to something like a kiwi that is round and can be harder to cut, the good thing about it, similar to like a cucumber, is it's just firm enough that they can practice their knife skills, but it's not so firm that it's really challenging or requires a lot of, you know, hand strength and things like that. As we move them closer to a greater tolerance with this, we want to look at, are they willing to touch it? Are they willing to touch that furry skin or the peel that maybe is less furry? Are they willing to touch both of them? And as I mentioned often, but especially as we introduce these new varieties of a fruit and vegetable of the month, so much of what we're helping our kids do is just learn this, learn it with their body, with their different senses. Before we ever expect, do they learn Have they learned to like the taste of it? We so often jump ahead of ourselves and ahead of where our children are developmentally with a new food and then we give up where we have to realize this is a learning process. So something like a kiwi can be a great opportunity because it helps us to move through those phases of tolerance with them before we ever expect them to taste it. Now, one of the taste tests that I remember doing with my kids in terms of how to offer it to my children very early on was, again, speaking of allowing them to, you know, practice their knife skills, was to cut up a few different kiwis. Because while there might be variants in different blueberries and different oranges and different apples in their taste or their texture, kiwis can be very temperamental and very different. So if your child's first introduction to a kiwi is a not very great one, they may quickly jump to the conclusion, I don't like kiwis which of course we're going to want to redirect the conversation about. But one of the best ways I see to do this is, you know, I mentioned at the beginning, don't buy a ton where you're going to feel frustrated or defeated if your child doesn't eat it or you don't find a way to enjoy a kiwi yourself. But I would encourage you to buy a couple different kiwis when you're purchasing them. If they're on sale, you know, stock up on a few so that you can have a taste test between the different kiwis, because depending on their ripeness and sometimes just the luck of the draw, even if you follow the steps that I encourage you to do for picking a perfect kiwi, you might see that there's still a lot of taste variance. However, one of the quickest ways to redirect our kids when they quickly may give us that sour face or that, you know, I'm not very into this face or the face that really just wants to say, yuck, I'm making that face as I'm expressing it here, is that we can redirect them to, well, let's try this one. Let's try this one. So if you have, let's say, two, three, four kiwis cut up, you could, you know, depending on where your child's at with their level of adventurousness, you might be cutting them up the exact same. For some of them, you may have it and let them scoop it out of it. For another kiwi, you may be slicing it where the peel is on the outside, or you might cut it into wedges with no peel on it. Or you might dice it up and skewer it on a kebab stick with some of the other love it or like it fruits. And this might be the learning it fruit option on the kebab. There's so many different ways for you to offer it. However, I encourage you to think through what strategy you might want to use to be introducing and offering this to them. But if you have a few different kiwis, again, cut up differently or all the same and do a taste test between them, then if the first one is delicious and like, perfectly ripe, then they might have a positive first experience. But then we might want to show them, let's taste the second one. Ooh, that one is sour. We're not saying yuck. We're not saying I don't like. We're not putting a negative connotation on the kiwi. What we're doing is we're using vocabulary that helps our children to understand different things like ripeness or unripeness, sour versus sweet, mealy versus firm, different textures that can really help our kids have a better understanding of how to explore food in a way that promotes learning to like it outside of just, I don't like how that tastes. Getting them to verbalize and articulate what they like or don't like about how it tastes. I'm going to make a note too, and link in the show notes, a book that is awesome for this. One of my colleagues, Danny Lebovitz, she has a book called 101 Descriptive Words for Food Explorers. It is such a great resource if you need some random book idea to tuck in an Easter basket or just have for fun food play at home. This is a great book that really brings forth this concept that we're talking about. But kiwis are one of those fruits, especially, you know, as we go over different fruits and veggies of the month. Kiwis are one that I would see this and would want to see this being explored More in depth with and be using a lot of descriptive words as we talk about the outside of the kiwi, the green part of the kiwi, the white part, the seedy part. They're very, very interesting fruits for kids to explore, but making sure that your vocabulary is equipped with words that are going to positively redirect the conversation away from just yuck and I don't like it, but to help them learn to like some great nutritional variety in fruits like kiwis so definitely check out that book as well but that also gets me to reminding you that as I mentioned you can taste test between different kiwis to compare and contrast compare and contrast is one of the easiest and most effective approaches I think with kids to help them just you know have interest in it even if it's just licking it something like a kiwi if it's a sour one licking it with the tip of their tongue is going to be likely very sour. However, if we chew it on, you know, our back molars, experiencing the difference in the taste and the textures and the sweetness level can be a really helpful exercise for kids as they explore some of these new foods. However, I also want to encourage you to think through some of these things that are just different for kids when they've learned to like something, it becomes familiar with something like a kiwi. That fuzzy peel is different that green color is different. The seeds on the inside are different. And that white inner circle are different. So again, exploring and having an understanding, this is really the objective of these episodes each month, is to make sure you feel comfortable. So as you present it to your kid, as you make it as an offering at a meal or snack, that you feel comfortable approaching this fruit as well so that your child feels that and that feeding environment is impacted with that type of neutral and positive and pressure-free approach. So I hope that this just gives you some ideas if nothing else if kiwi hasn't been on your radar for a while and you've kind of wondered is it even worth introducing or exploring? Yes because not only does it offer variety and nutrition for our kids and offering them different ways to enjoy different nutrients like vitamin c and fiber as well as many others it also helps just add variety to their diet because it helps give them an adaptability and an ability to explore new foods so while sometimes stepping out with a new food like a kiwi might feel small this kind of temperament and approach towards feeding our kids is going to make a big impact overall on how we feed our families So now's your time to take action. Next time you're at the store, add a kiwi to your cart, maybe add two or three so that you have a few to taste test or you just want to kind of explore them at different stage of the ripening process. As you do, I would love it if you would tag me on social media at Veggies and Virtue. Show me what this food exploration process is looking like for you and your family. Because I know that as you gain confidence in exposing your kids to new foods, your child is going to begin to open up and learn to like a lot of additional variety in all the different foods that they're learning to eat they grow up. If you want more simple systems and skills and strategies like those shared in today's episode, make sure that you're following the Veggies and Virtue podcast. All you have to do is tap the three dots at the top of your podcast player and click follow show, and you'll be updated each Monday and Wednesday when a new episode goes live. Until next week, go find yourself a Kiwi to explore and enjoy with your kids.